0: And welcome to another episode of the Skeptics vs. Believers podcast, where we discuss paranormal current events and tales of unexplained cryptid encounters. As always, we are your hosts. My name is Mike. And my name is Kim. And welcome back to part two of our Bigfoot episode. And this week, we're going to get right back into it and start off with the Bossberg incident or the Bossberg footprints which were captured by a fellow named Joe Rhodes back in 1969 in Stevens County Washington there are other pieces of bigfoot evidence have been captured throughout history. One of the most produced pieces of evidence of Bigfoot are footprints or footprint cast of what people claim to be a Bigfoot. One of the more famous pieces of evidence to prove a Bigfoot is real or exists goes back to 1969 to a fellow named Joe Rhodes of Colville in Stephen County, which is uh, in Bosburg, Washington. So what he ends up finding are these enormous footprints, that were left behind by what he says are a Sasquatch. He doesn't report seeing it. He just casts these footprints. In the footprints, you can see that both feet are not the same. One is a normal foot, it's really big, it's large, you know, larger than an average human foot. The other foot is also large as well, but it's deformed. Uh And you could see in the print that something is wrong with the foot. So what they did is they got a expert to look at the cast. They end up drawing an anatomical view of what the bones of that foot would look like. And it turns out it, it fits in the description of a club foot. So whatever this creature was, either injured at birth or very young, and lived all of its life with this clubfoot, and it walked with a kind of limp. And in the print, you can see that there's a a callus on the side, and the doctor who looked at these casts says that callus is built up over time due to the fact that this creature had to walk on this broken or damaged foot. You can see in the anatomical recreation of it, too, where they Mm -hmm. showed what the bones would look like. It's got these crooked toes. Where these footprints were found were in a area where they say if you were to go up I think on a mountain or going up a hill where it would make no sense for someone to fake these casts or make these prints up why would you make a club foot or a foot that's damaged or how would you know to create a cast or a fake footprint like that firstly because that wouldn't be your first thought they mentioned that it basically would take too much of an effort to do that and for you to put that level of detail into the foot being messed up it just didn't make any sense. So that part of it led to them believing that it was more credible. I think that's one of the more significant pieces of evidence that they have to support Bigfoot being real. So, and and then there's a photo that we have also of of the actual cast, Joe Rhodes, holding them up Mm -hmm. and you could clearly see that one foot is regular. The other one's kind of crooked and messed up Yeah, (laughs) or it doesn't, take away from the possibility of there being again a bigfoot in the woods somewhere if anything i think it adds to the fact that maybe there is something out there
1: there's something out there
0: right it would make no sense for someone to 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 do all that to make up this story or come up with these tracks for to this day no one's become super famous over bigfoot tracks
1: yeah come talk to me when you've got the real bigfoot body <laughs>
0: Or you can be Todd standing and come out with a movie and show show these fucking weird doll faces in the the woods staring back at you. Oh,
1: that's creepy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Shifting away from from cast and, and footage of Bigfoot caught on camera, one of the more abundant things that we have are eyewitness accounts of people who claim to have seen Bigfoot out in the wilderness. And some of these are really, really compelling. And the thought of them being fake would require these people who come up with these stories to come up with all these details and I guess really go through the trouble of making up these stories and reporting them.
1: Like having sex with the Bigfoot's daughter.
0: (laughs) Osterman aside, (laughs) I found these really interesting eyewitness accounts of What people say are scary incidents that they had with a Bigfoot. So the first one, it comes from a JM from Illinois, and the story or their account starts like this. I live near Lincoln, Illinois, which is located in central Illinois. It is 30 miles from the state capital, Springfield, and 35 miles each from Bloomington, Normal, Peoria, and Decatur. It has a population of about 12,000 people. I am now 50 years old, but when I was a little boy, me and my family had an encounter with the Salt Creek Monster. If you live in Central Illinois, that is pronounced Crick, not Creek. At that time, we lived out in the country less than one-fourth a mile from the Salt Creek. This was two miles outside an extremely small little village, Kenne, Illinois. My mother witnessed it cross the road right before the bridge that crossed Salt Creek my brothers had been down there night fishing and placing out night lines my mom drove down to the bridge to get the boys and tell them to get back up to the house it was almost 10 p.m. and they weren't going to be allowed to stay out there all night one of my brothers told my mom they had seen a bigfoot her not believing them told them well you two boys get in the car and come on home they told her that they had to gather their fishing poles and gear and to please wait while he got it and they would walk back up to the house she agreed and waited while he did that. And they started back down the road. One of my brothers was on foot and one was on his bike. As they took off, she drove on towards the bridge to turn around a little gravel drive right before the bridge. She had her driver's side window down. As she got to the drive, a horrible smell of garbage mixed with rotten sewage water practically smacked her in the face through the window. In the headlights, a six foot tall man-shaped thing crossed the headlights from one side of the road to the other. It was light gray and completely hair covered. It looked directly at the car as it passed by. She said she'll never forget those glowing yellow eyes. She said she had the hair on her arms, neck, and head all stood on end, and she's never felt that scared since. She turned into the drive on the right side of the road and slammed the gear shift into reverse, quickly doing a three-point turn to go back away from the bridge and back up the road to the house. As she went toward the house, this thing was running down the road. It was a full moon that night. The boys had been looking back as they went to see where mom was, and they saw this huge muscular man-shaped thing running in their direction. They later said they looked back because this thing must have weighed a lot, because they felt it running on the paved country road before they saw it. My brother that was on foot was scared so bad. He passed my other brother on his bicycle running. Mom was freaked out because it looked like it was going after the boys. She swerved over at the creature and it jumped off the right side of the road, down 15 feet into the deep ditch and let out a blood curdling scream. Everyone quickly got back into the house and locked all the doors and windows. They later said they could hear it walking around the house. It was thudding into the ground and breathing loudly as it went by windows. My sister and her best friend were sleeping out in a camper that fit into the bed of a pickup truck. They heard something walk up to the camper and circle it five to six times. They could hear deep, heavy breathing and the dog that was scared of nothing under the truck whining. It slapped the side of the camper and rattled the doorknob. The two of the girls stayed completely still and even held their breath. They were trying to be so quiet. After what seemed like forever, but in reality it was probably 30 to 40 seconds, they finally heard whatever it was, they never looked out the window to see, something thud off in the direction of Salt Creek. Sometime later, they heard something off in the distance in the same direction they heard the thing that only moments before had been circling their camper. JM. Another story, this one comes from JB out of Texas. A good friend of mine told me this story years ago. He is the stereotypical old big bad trucker. I've seen some weird stuff with him while driving in South Texas along the border. He never batted an eye. But while telling me the story, he had goosebumps and a concerned expression, which from this guy is about the equivalent of a trembling lip and shit-stained pants. I'll tell the story in the first person as he told it to me. Years ago in the late 90s, I was on my way from the house, Central Texas, heading to Laredo to pick up a load. It was early morning around 4 or 5, I had just come off a string of days at home so I know I wasn't tired. I'm on one of those two lane winding roads in the absolute middle of bumfuck nowhere when I see something in the side of the road at the edge of my high beams. At first, I just thought it was roadkill, as is usually the case. As I get closer, I see that it is roadkill and there's someone crouching over the the deer carcass. I remember thinking either this guy is taking the antlers as a trophy or he's fucking sick. As I got closer still, I can now see that this guy is eating the deer. He's pulling chunks of meat from the stomach and bringing them to his face. At this point, he stops mid-motion and looks up at me. Not at my truck, but at me. He, or it, stands up, and that's when I see that it's huge, brown. Covered in hair I remember thinking at this point WTF This thing's standing on the tiny shoulder Looking at me By this point Maybe 3 seconds have passed And I'm about to turn on the road He's standing at I didn't even think of stopping In fact I'm starting to lay it on And get the hell out of there As I'm passing it It's looking at me Again not at the truck It's looking through the driver's side window At me he obviously has the intelligence to know that there's a driver in there and knows where I'm sitting. As I start to pass him, I can still see its head above the hood of an old needle-nosed Pete, an old truck design where the hood goes straight out from the windshield, known for being tall and difficult to see around. This thing is a fucking giant. I remember seeing what looked like a human intelligence in its eyes. It scares the crap out of me. JB. Wow. (laughs) So those are two different stories of encounters that people have had with uh, what sounds like a Bigfoot. One being in Illinois and another in Texas. What are your thoughts on those eyewitness accounts?
1: These stories of Bigfoot is where they're a little more daring. Like they're just out in the open and they're not hiding.
0: The Bigfoot? Yeah, Um. on
1: both stories. Yeah. Like, they're just out there. Yeah, yeah, Usually in other stories, they're just hiding sneakily in the forest. Here, it's shaking a car, growling, eating a deer in broad daylight. (laughs) That's wild. (laughs) Yeah.
0: These are more outgoing Bigfoot for sure. And...
1: Sounds more dangerous, actually. (laughs) In the beginning stories that we were talking, they didn't sound as dangerous... As how they do now.
0: These ones sound like they have no no fear of humans.
1: Yeah, they, they, it's like they had it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're so done with you. <laughs> We're just going to live our life out in the open. and
0: I think it, it's interesting because if, if you think about it, if there's a population of these things out there, obviously not all of them are going to have the same personality. Just like human beings, right? That's true. And apes. You know, apes aren't all alike. So maybe there are some... More deering Sasquatch out there that don't give a fuck and they're coming out no matter what. They're going to come and look for their deer or hunt wherever they're going to hunt. And if you happen to come across them, don't stop your car or don't take my food. Don't come near me or else I'm going to tear you apart.
1: Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> no thanks.
0: Yeah. What's interesting, I think, in these accounts, if you look at a bunch of all the other eyewitness accounts that you can read about, is all these creatures sound the same. They fill this kind of like a checkbox of Sasquatch, meaning it's really tall, it's, it's super hairy, it smells, it's very scary. <laughs> like, it's hard to confuse it, I guess, with anything else. Some giant creature.
1: Yeah, it's straight up bigfoot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like it's really big too. Like it's over four hundred pounds, and yeah, and you could feel it running through the woods. There's a lot of accounts where people claim to feel the ground shaking, like the one in the first story where they felt it running towards them before they could see it. They just yeah. felt the the ground thud, which I can only imagine four or five hundred pound creature running at that kind of a speed, and you feeling the ground shake. Super scary.
1: Where could you hide? <laughs> one thing that was a little suspicious was that they said that they could hear it running around their house mm-hmm. why didn't it just break through the house you know it could have just yeah broke everything and just killed them right there true so is that real or
0: i've always thought if this thing is capable of doing that, right, like just breaking through and killing them anyway.
1: They do say that they're smart and they yeah. can feel that they are smart. So if they were that smart, they would have just went inside the house and just took whatever they wanted. Yeah. Whether it was a person or a thing.
0: Yeah, right. Like take all their food, kill them for food. And like. Yeah. There's <laughs> nothing that they can do to stop them except maybe have a gun. Well, Yeah. Todd standing brings up a good point, and not only Todd standing, but if you look at all these cases where majority of the people who end up seeing a a Sasquatch are people who are grown up in the wilderness or are hunters, so they're out there all the time. If Sasquatch are watching us from the distance in the woods somewhere, and they know we're dangerous because they see hunters killing these animals, then they know we have weapons that can harm them as well. Mm. So I think one thing I would always think about is if, if they're smart enough, they know that we are capable of damaging them or hurting them with our guns. And maybe they assume that we all have guns. So one way to to never find out or mess with us is to attack us or approach us because then we could attack them with our guns. But another thing I thought of was what if they are consciously not attacking human beings or maybe they are, but not in large volumes to where we're aware of it and we're suspicious. And I think this is another topic where we could talk about maybe them being the reason for people going missing in national parks, which is a whole nother problem. (laughs) that I think we're going to get into in another episode. But I would say that one way to not draw suspicion to the woods or to Sasquatch is to not kill off humans, more abundant species than themselves, because we are obviously overpopulate them. And if for some reason we found out they were killing us by the dozens or more, we definitely go out and hunt them down. It would bring more awareness or attention to them.
1: But you think that they know that? I think that
0: if they're intelligent the way that they sound like they are. That's like <laughs>
1: crazy intelligence. It's like saying like, oh no, if we kill this guy, <laughs> we're going to get his friends here.
0: Yeah, you don't want heat on you, right? Like you don't want to yeah, bring any you attention. Yeah, but don't, I don't think
1: they would know that. Why would they? But since it sounds like there are observers, they can study the patterns on how humans do things. Yeah, that's a
0: good point. If it studies our patterns or if it watches us from afar... And it knows that, okay, if one of these things or humans go missing, people are going to come looking for it.
1: Yeah, that's true. We could have thought that way. Yeah.
0: If you kill a whole family in a camper, it's definitely going to draw some attention.
1: Someone's going to be (laughs) looking for them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like if you tore it to pieces, stole everything, sure, someone could say it was a bear or some kind of a creature that did this, but there's not many that do. Bears don't naturally tear campers apart unless you leave the door open and then it can get in and steal your food, just like your car or whatever. And this is just a theory. I don't know. It definitely could be a reason why they never cross the line and go ape shit and kill everybody and take their stuff or slaughter people like that.
1: It's so tough to say. Because they're so big (laughs) and being that they are...
0: Like double our size.
1: Double our size and half...
0: It's it's another... Like I don't know if they are half
1: human and half ape or...
0: It's another... Yeah, it'd be basically another branch of... Both of hominid species. Yeah. And they do exist or they have existed in the past. Gigantopithecus is the the real Bigfoot or what is known in science as what Bigfoot would have been. And if it does exist, it would be the, the evolution or the offspring of Gigantopithecus, which is a giant ape that we do have fossil record for living thousands of years ago. So I don't know. I think that it's definitely interesting. I think you can come up with a ton of different reasons as to why it does what it does and it doesn't. Yeah. Kill all humans. (laughs) Maybe there was a war. (laughs) Thankfully, it
1: does not.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Just to dive a little deeper or to add a little bit to this before we get off of this topic is there's a ton of stories about Native Americans talking about Sasquatch-like creatures and they refer to them as a spiritual being, meaning that it can shift through this world and another. Whoa. And there's a lot of people who believe that Bigfoot may be either an extraterrestrial being or connected to... Extraterrestrial somehow, or it could be an extra-dimensional being, meaning it can shift out of our dimension in another, which is why we never catch it. Mm. There's a book called "Where the Footprints End." I remember there's a former police officer who who started looking into Bigfoot, and one of the reasons he stopped was during one of his hunts or investigations, he followed this track of footprints that he was sure was a Bigfoot to where they go, but they don't go anywhere; they just literally end in the middle of nowhere, and. Many people believe that it's because it has the ability to to just disappear.
1: Well, it's got to end <laughs> somewhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> Do I, I, you think th- they're going to keep on walking until the end of time? I'm just joking. No, sure. <laughs> I'm saying, like, <laughs> I know, I know. That's super creepy. It's it, it's it just, creepy.
0: It's also weird. It it adds to the weirdness of it all. If, if this creature exists, and it's more than just a sasquatch, like a an ape.
1: That's wild. Yeah. So you just think that they just.
0: It's one Gone? of the theories, yeah. It's either they, they, they vanish, shift into another dimension, or they are picked up by UFOs, which they are or they work for or they're some kind they're of... think they're hand a, in hand. There's a ton of theories that, that say that they are. They work together or that Sasquatch is some kind of a bodyguard animal for these creatures.
1: Like Chewbacca?
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: Do you think that's where they got Chewbacca? Chewbacca
0: is <laughs> <Well, laughs> <Chewbacca's laughs> definitely like a... It's like a Bigfoot. It's a Bigfoot, yeah. The whole Wookiee race is, I would say, drawn...
1: Imagine if like that was really...
0: <laughs> like, a real thing? That they yeah. come from Kashyyyk or yeah. somewhere in the in the galaxy? They come from a planet? Like, I
1: wouldn't be surprised. And they're just
0: Bigfoot. What if they're like the predator and they come to Earth to hunt and we happen to see them in the middle of these hunts and then they just dip off of the planet because they, they get what they came for and we don't mean anything to them. Wow. (laughs) I mean, that just
1: got deeper than what I expected, but (laughs) I'm left speechless.
0: (laughs) It's, it's, um,
1: in a way I'm thankful that they wouldn't.
0: Yeah. Right. Because the predator actually hunts humans or it looks for the best, Prey to hunt, or the most thing that's hardest to hunt in the movie, right? It's
1: kind of like they're going to Japan to get the best sushi, but in this <laughs> case, it's deer.
0: It's Earth. Venison is the best food you can get in the galaxy. Earth <laughs> happens to be the, the McDonald's for, for, for
1: the McDonald's.
0: Food. I'm gonna stop by Earth <laughs> and get a couple deer.
1: I'm gonna get, on get the a McDeer, <laughs> honey. A Mc- I'll be there by seven.
0: A McDeer bull. Maybe double. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I deserve that one. Uh, <laughs> well, there is one more story. The evidence is a piece of audio of what is said to be Sasquatch speaking to each other out in the Sierra Nevada mountains in California. So this comes from Ron Moorhead and Al Barry. These are two hunters who would go out into the sierra nevada woods and they had a camping spot that was pretty hidden for a lot of years and they didn't reveal the location to keep the space or the the area pristine they didn't want to add or attract too many people to it because obviously you know it would take away from it these guys had this personal spot up in the mountains that they would go to they set up camp there a lot they created a tree house in the woods And they explained that while camping there throughout the years, they experienced a ton of these unexplained experiences with them ranging from wood knocks, whoops in the the night, which are what Sasquatch are, are known to do. They knock on wood as a way of communication, they think, with other Sasquatch. They make these whooping noises also as a way to communicate with other Sasquatches or kind of a way to let the other Sasquatch in the area know where they are. They took the this recording equipment up there and because this was happening so often, they started to actually record what was going on. And what they captured is what they say are multiple Sasquatch speaking to each other on tape. And mm. so what I'm about to play for you are what's known as the Sierra sound. So I'll play it and then I'll get your reaction after this.
1: I'm this.
0: False That's our job. I don't know where we'd look for tracks the for sure. <laughs> rocks. It's a hard act to follow. You sound like he talks
1: to us and they talk to each
0: other. Yeah. Who's boy? Boy, you,
1: Right
0: there, I
1: just
0: just seemed right Opa. Tô So, yeah, that's the Sierra Sounds, also known as the Samurai Sounds. If you listen, they obviously sound like they're speaking Japanese in one of those old samurai movies. Nani? (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) I was like, what? It just sounded like they're speaking Japanese Mm -hmm. to Arabic to French.
0: It's a weird language. It was
1: like so many in one. It's gibberish,
0: but it sounds like gibberish that we've heard before, right?
1: I've never heard that before. (laughs) I've never heard
0: that before. (laughs) I don't mean that. I mean, not that we've heard before because I, yeah, I've never heard anything like that. It sounds close to Japanese or like something Mm -hmm. speaking Japanese in the woods with gibberish. Japanese gibberish.
1: Yeah, that's very very weird and
0: did you hear the wood knocking yeah i heard on? that I, I i can only imagine camping out in the woods in the middle of nowhere like that
1: and then hearing that like i'm out <laughs> i gotta go <laughs> it's
0: time to go and as soon as the sun rises we're
1: sun rises <laughs> i think i would just leave in the no. dark
0: nope i'm not getting any- you would just stay in the camp you're gonna move through the pitch black woods with you're gonna stay that in the tent thing? well the thing with with ron moorhead and Alberry is where they were staying wasn't just a regular tent. They had a tent made out of wood, like logs that they put together and they made kind of like a fort. So they were a little protected, I guess. More protected. Very little. More so than you would be in a zip up tent.
1: Making noises like that? So rude.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a very rude. Who knows what this creature is saying in this? gibberish language and you're mocking it or saying whatever you're yeah. saying back you're like, talking- hold on wait why are you
1: saying the same thing that I'm saying bro
0: what if they're talking to shit to another sasquatch like you ate my ate my food you ate my food you ate my food <laughs> and then they're just saying it that- <laughs> say back to each other the whole time I fucked your wife
1: I fucked your wife <laughs>
0: Who the fuck is out there? Like, who the fuck is out there? Yeah, you're just mocking him. That's and he, so rude. It sounds like he's getting closer, or whatever they are, getting closer to them. Like as they mimic whatever the sounds are,
1: you can hear the frustration, right? In Bigfoot, because
0: like the uh, the audacity of like, these. <laughs> who are you? Who are you speaking hooligans. to?
1: <laughs> who are you speaking to right now?
0: You're talking to me. <laughs> um, I would
1: find their fort.
0: And tear it apart? Yeah,
1: tear it apart.
0: <laughs> it's a really fascinating piece of audio because it's been studied by people who study sounds and decibels and the ability human beings can make with sound. And they determined that those sounds, the loudness and the decibel levels that they were able to create is uh, not human. And the sounds that it's making couldn't be made by a human. Sure, we could mo- like mimic the level of sound, just not possible. It's considered one of the most compelling pieces of evidence uh, that's not video or cast. It's it's audio and has not been able to be explained to this day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say about that whole thing we just heard for the past 10 minutes. <laughs>
0: We've left Kim speechless, ladies and gentlemen. Again. <laughs> Once again. I'm just saying I did my job and I think I'm, I'm pushing Kim... To the believer side.
1: Yeah, you push him off the <laughs> cliff into the believers we, waters. We
0: Sparta kicked Kim into the believer waters. <laughs> so those are just a few cases of Sasquatch encounters, evidence and stories that have been captured or logged throughout the years. There's so much more. And I think you could literally go on for days on trying to determine whether Bigfoot is real with all the evidence that's out there. A lot of it is fake. Like some of some of it's clearly fake. A lot of them. A lot of them. I wouldn't say. I mean, it's, it, <laughs> there's a lot of evidence that is fake, clearly fake. Yeah. But then you have the exception or the Sierra sounds that we just heard that are just kind of baffling. They leave you the hell. Yeah, it's un. It's no. There's no way of describing what that is with certainty. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> so if you are a skeptic. There's a ton of reasons for you to be a skeptic, and I'd say that if you really wanted to lean into that, there are definitely arguments that could be made for your side. Because at the end of the day, there has not been any body of a Sasquatch recovered, no bones that can be tested or linked back to this creature. That piece of the puzzle is still missing.
1: You would think after so many years that they would actually have a body or blood type or something bones.
0: Physical evidence is, is something that is lacking and is something that definitely goes against anyone who's a a believer of Sasquatch. At the same time, there's tons of evidence to, to support the skeptic side of things also. But then there's a gray area kind of where you can't really categorize it as fake or real because it's just kind of unknown. I mean, it's hard to tell what is what. Yeah. Right. Those sounds, I have no idea what they are, <laughs> but...
1: It's a new anime show (laughs) on Crunchyroll.
0: (laughs) Sasquatch.
1: Tune in to find out.
0: (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it is a mystery and it has been a mystery for many years. And I think it will stay a mystery until someone can produce physical evidence like a body or a carcass, which may not ever happen. Maybe not in our lifetime. I hope it does. But it may not. And um, (laughs) I think that's part of the fun is kind of still imagining that or that little bit of hope that there's still some magic out there, some unknown that we have yet to discover. And I'd like to think that Sasquatch is is more on the real side or is a factual creature, like some kind of real thing that exists. So this concludes part two of our Bigfoot episode There is so much more that we could talk about when it comes to this creature, and we most definitely will in the future. And if there's anybody out there with stories that they'd like to share with us on Bigfoot or any cryptid, please send us an email at SVB podcast, P O D C A S T, at outlook.com. Please join us again on the next episode where we get into more cryptid encounters paranormal stories as always my name's mike and my name's kim and we'll see you next episode
1: see ya